Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. How you guys doing? Ooh. Come Holy Spirit. Just want to give time for Jesus for a second. Lord, we just thank you so much. I thank you for this church. Wow. During worship when Jesse was playing, I just kept thinking about um, Revelation. It says that Jesus walks in the midst of the lampstands. And the lampstands are the churches of God. And I just just seeing Jesus walking in here. And I know this is a really common thing here. People getting healed, set free, delivered. Uh, I just see him doing that tonight. And I just believe as, as the service goes on, as we continue to meditate upon what he's done for us and how good he is and how much he loves us, I believe more people are going to be touched. I believe people, there's been addictions for some of us in this room, um, whether that be sinful addictions or uh, addictions to drugs, various things. I could just feel it in this room. God's going to set you free. There's deliverance. And it's not about, you know, it's not about some crazy magical experience that happens right now. You know that, right? It's about a revelation of what he did 2,000 years ago. Jesus, Jesus set you free back then. Oh, my gosh. Did Jesus set us free back then? When he got nailed to the cross and he says, come into this death. Oh, my gosh. I am so honored to be here. Oh, I, have, I know um, Jesse and Chris really well. I kind of know um, Nicole, kind of. We're getting to know each other. Uh, but I wanted to share a few stories about your pastors because, because I think that's a good thing to do. Uh, I want to start with Chris. Back in San Diego, I used to live in San Diego with Chris, and we used to run around on the streets and minister to people. And one time we were, we were, in, a, we were in a meeting, and we had name tags on and, and everything. And afterwards, I, I think it was Chris's idea. He said, you know, maybe we should go to the the boardwalk, the beach boardwalk, and, and go worship Jesus on the boardwalk. You know, the partiers are partying and at the, at the clubs and everything. And I thought it was a great idea, so, so we went down there. I think I made him share this at our church when he came and visited. But. So we go to this boardwalk, and we're hanging out there, and, and, and Chris is a wonderful worship leader too. So he's got his guitar, and he's singing songs. And this guy comes up, and he's a Marine, and, and, and we begin to minister to him, and, and uh, the Lord starts giving words of knowledge about him, and he's getting touched by God. But then he looks down the, the boardwalk, and there's a, there's, uh, a number of uh, transvestites, just men dressed as women. And he looks at them, and, and this Marine guy goes, oh, that is so disgusting. He says this. And I said, I said, bro, you know, Jesus loves them just as much as he loves you and me. And he got kind of upset, you know. But to this point, I, I was ministering to him. You know, correction's ministry too. And I told him, he got real upset. He looked at me, he's kind of like, how dare you? You know, like you're supposed to be telling me good things. And he got upset. He walks away, he just leaves. Oh, well, there that, you know, that opportunity went and came, you know, and came and went. And so then we, we, uh, we were saying, we hung out there for a little bit and then we're playing all of a sudden, Two, two of the, the transvestites come up to us. And uh, one, of them, one of them talks to our friend Casey over on the side, and, and then the other one's talking to, to Chris and myself. And, and he looks at us, he looks at me, this, this is God honest truth, what happened? 
It's funny. It's awkward, but it's funny. He looks at me and he sees my name tag. He says, he says, Micah. I said, yeah, my name's Micah. He says, that's hot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, gets, it gets better. Oh, God. I go, <laughs> story gets better. I go, I go, thanks, man, thanks. You know, just trying to be nice. <laughs> and he says, no joke, this literally, he goes, you're hot. And I go, it just came out of me. I literally, I don't know why I said this. I go, thanks, man. God made me this way. I'm bringing my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he, and then, uh, he says, right, this whole time he's talking in a, in a feminine voice. He says, you know, oh, you play music? And we're like, yeah, we're, we're worshiping Jesus. He says, you know, will you, will you play me a song? We said, yeah, of course. And Chris begins to worship. And no joke, like the presence of God just just falls like you know the lord's here walking amongst us but but jesus said i will manifest myself to those who love me oh man and he manifested like right then and this guy like he could see his countenance change he's just like tripping and then uh the lord starts speaking some words of knowledge we begin to share with him you know, that he grew up as an orphan. The kids in the foster thing were abusing him, basically, and he feels like his life's going down a tube, and et cetera, et cetera. And he wants to be free, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you keep saying, yeah. And Chris, Chris, to make sure, he says, you know, is, everything, is all that true? You know, Chris is talking to him, he says, yeah. He ends up saying he wants to receive Jesus, repent of his sin. He wants to be free from this lifestyle. And um, he prays with us. We got to give him a Bible. We gave him a thing to go to church. <laughs> Come on. Turns out the other one down the, down the way, talking to our friend Casey, Casey comes back and goes, that guy just received Jesus. <laughs> and we go, that just happened right here. Oh, my favorite part. He's talking to us. Before, before he received Jesus, he goes, this is the best part. He, his voice changes. He goes, so he's talking all high pitch, you know, and then he changes, like, no joke. He goes, the spirit hits him. He's like, to be honest, my name's Ronald. And he, oh my God. Just like clarity on his life. And then the Marine guy comes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it happened. He comes back and he goes, he goes, what they say, like what happened, you know, like that. <laughs> I go, I go, bro. I said, they just received Jesus, and his face was so shocked. He repented, man. That guy, that guy. Not not only did he repent, that guy came to church with me for like three months. I had literally, I would pay, take him to church for like three months. That guy was like, he literally said, he's so. Convict. He's like, where do you go? To I got to go to church. And I literally took him to church for three months. Isn't that amazing? Come on. So excited. And then Jesse, there's so many stories I could say about Jesse. Jesse actually officiated my wife and I's uh, wedding about nine years ago. Um, it was the best wedding ever. He, um, there's so many stories I could tell about him. I was, I was thinking about one. You know, I, I have an interesting background. Uh, 
I had a, I had a unique experience um, with, with, with a Christian group I was a part of. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't good for me. And I wasn't, I wasn't treated the best in a moment. And I basically, they excommunicated me, literally. Like, they literally said that. Um, it was crazy. So I went up to, it was insane. So I go up to Jesse, though. And, and I was so hurt. I, I wasn't telling anyone about it. I hadn't even told my wife, but she was my fiance at the time. And I went up to Jesse. And I said, yeah, man, like, they told me I can't come back unless I, you know, repent of something. I don't even know what to repent of. And I, I don't know. They've just rejected me. And you know what Jesse said to me? We're sitting there eating. He goes, well, Micah, I accept you. You're my family. And... um Jesse's a legit guy. He's, your, he's a pastor here. How cool is that? You guys have such powerhouse pastors. You got like 10 of them. I don't even know how many pastors there are. Three. Uh, I am so honored to be here. I was really praying this week. I said, Lord, you know, <laughs> Lord, what, what should I be talking about? And I just kept thinking about Christmas. I kept thinking about so many things that I wanted to talk about, but I kept thinking about Christmas. And, you know, it is the Christmas season. And what better thing than to talk about our Savior, who's the gift of the world, the best gift ever, like what this is all about. So I wanted to read a passage real fast. This is in Luke, if you have a Bible. It's going to be in Luke. You could turn there. Yeah, I love Christmas. I love the lights. My kids, we drive down the street. They're always screaming, Daddy, look at that house. Look at that house. It's the best. The Christmas trees, all of it. You guys know the importance of a Christmas tree? You know why we even have Christmas trees as Christians? People, there's always this really sliver of people that are like anti-Christmas trees. That is not me right now. Um, <laughs> I really like them. <laughs> A Christmas tree. We got a star on top, and you got lights coming down. You get a present underneath, and you put beautiful ornaments, things about life, all on the tree. Come on. If you know the story about Jesus, the Bible says there was a star that went from the east to the west, and it came over Bethlehem, and it shined down upon where Christ was, where he was being born. Oh, the gift of the world. This is the star that comes upon gifts, and we know that Christ is the gift that's by grace. It's not something we deserved. You know, no one, no one did a really good job before Jesus came that made God go, man, that was such a good job that I'm going to send my son to die for them. That was not the reason. It wasn't because we did something good. God showed his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, the darkest part of your life and the worst you've ever done, God says, I love you. Oh, my goodness. That's the Christmas gift. Under the tree. Jesus. For us. We put ornaments on it because this is about life. Because of the gift that God has given us, we are able to give others, to bless others. We remember the gifts throughout our life that he's given us, the people, the children, the grandchildren, family, life. Come on. So good. That has nothing to do with my message. Just kidding. Everything. Luke, I'm going to read the story about the shepherds, classic Christmas story. This is what happened in, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10. An angel appears 
to shepherds and says this, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Say joy. joy. Oh my gosh. Which will be to all people. Say all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. You know what goodwill means? It means a will that's good. <laughs> that's, that's God's will for us. Goodness. It was, his will is perfectly shown through the life of Jesus. Why, why does he say joy, great joy, Good tidings, glad tidings of great joy for all men. Why is this? Because we have a Savior who was born. A Savior. What is a Savior? A Savior, a deliverer, a healer, someone who had set you free from sin, from the bondage of sin, from the cycle of sin, from the stain of sin. Oh, my gosh. Wash you clean, make you new, make you a new baby in the Spirit heal you of your physical ailments, deliver you from the oppression of the devil, take you from the kingdom of darkness and bring you into the kingdom of the light of his beloved son. Wow, this is not some make-believe fairy tale story. This is the reality of God for us. You guys know God's real? <laughs> We're in church. Yeah. You guys know God's real? He's real. Holy He's walking in our midst. Jesus, oh my gosh. The guy literally walked on our planet. It says Christ, who is Christ the Lord. Christ is um, the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word is Messiah. Christ is the Greek, okay? That's where we get Christians. We're all little Christs. Messiah. This Messiah wasn't just a normal man. This was God incarnate. The prophecies in the Psalms, and the prophet said that God himself, God, God would be born. His name would be Emmanuel, God with us. Oh my gosh. God said to my God, come sit at my right hand. Listen, Jesus was not some ordinary man. God himself took on flesh as a little baby for us, knowing that he'd come and be crowned with thorns for us. Wow. What a good God. Goodwill towards men. We have a healer, guys. We have a savior. We have a deliverer. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Wow. I just want to sit on that for one second. Jesus, thank you. You're so amazing. When we look into your eyes of fire, your love, God, is so good and so strong for us. I just see the Lord right now. You know, the Lord had his arms lifted out. You know what he said? He said this. He said, when you see the Son of Man lifted up 
I will draw all men unto me. And when he was saying that, he wasn't yet talking about the resurrection. He was talking about being lifted up on a cross. See, this, this Christmas, he said, he said, this is peace and goodwill to all people. And Jesus says, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Whoa. Jesus was hung on a tree. The Bible says, cursed is every man who hangs on a tree. You know, Jesus became cursed. You guys know that? You know that the righteous man, Jesus, became sin? Do you know that? The Bible says that he became sin and he became a curse so that you might become the righteousness of him and that you might become blessed in him. He became cursed for us, suffered the penalty and the wages of our sin for us. Wow. By his stripes we are healed. You know what it means to believe in Jesus? It's not just to say, wow, you know, preacher, that's, that's real nice. Jesus, maybe you did die way back then. It's to say, Jesus, you didn't just die way back then, and you didn't just resurrect way back then. I believe that you died for me. Woo! And I believe that I've now died with you. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to join myself into your death. That's called baptism. Yeah. Jesus calls us into, this is actually faith that we're called to. It's not just, yeah, I know Jesus died way out there and we just live this American life and just, you know. <laughs> we believe that he died for us and that we've died now with him, we've resurrected with him and that we're new creations in him. Yeah? You know, this is all tied together with Christmas. This is really important because if I don't tell you this, you don't understand that you get to be the gift to the world right now for Christmas. Come on. Jesus, Jesus died on a cross for us. Christmas is about the coming of the Savior, the best gift ever, which was realized on the cross. Yay. <laughs> Why is it yay? Because death couldn't hold the guy, man. Came on out. The Bible, listen, Jesus was not laughing to the cross. That guy, that guy, that guy, that guy was going through it. That guy was going through it for us. Glory be his name. Worthy is the lamb of God who, who takes away the sins of the world. Worthy is his name. For the joy set before him, he endured that cross. There is something to be joyful about. Wow. Goodwill towards men. I got a joyful message. That God has freedom for you. A gift that will bring you to life. You know, there's people in this room that are lost. There's people here that are seeing so clear. You could probably see through the walls. You're just so excited. Some of us in here feel like we're lost, though. Some of us in here feel like there's a cloud around us and we feel like we're stuck in darkness. I have a good news for you. Jesus Christ is your Savior. And you might have heard it a million times. You might have heard it. You might have even prayed a prayer. But I want you to actually believe today that you are free. You know what? You know what precedes living a holy life? What, you know what precedes that? Believing that you're holy. We have to actually believe the gospel. If you believe you're in darkness today, you believe that things have been cloudy. Now, this isn't for everyone. This is for some of us. I want you to see that jail cell door that was in front of you blown off its hinges. 
As the Bible says, this is the good news. He's opened the jail cells to those who are bound. And I want you just to step into the light. Come into his presence, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse you from all sin. Father, I thank you for that right now, Lord God. I know this for a couple people in this room right now, Jesus. And this is so important. Lord, I thank you for that right now. Wow. I want to say this. Well, how much time do I have left, Jesse? 20 minutes? Great. Guys, when we become Christians, we become Christians, okay? That's little Christ. We actually look like Jesus, smell like Jesus, get to talk like Jesus, walk like Jesus, pray for people like Jesus, live like Jesus. Why? Because the Bible says in Galatians 2.20, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. By faith, by faith in the Son of God that I've partaken in his crucifixion that I was buried in his burial chamber, that I resurrected with the Lord and I'm a new person. And now he gives me his Holy Spirit. Yay. Guys, this Christmas, Christmas isn't about giving to people what they deserve. This is a great season for us to represent Jesus to the world. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You are the light. Don't put a basket over you. Don't hide under the blanket sheets today. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that spoke to someone. You're the light of the world. You have so much power inside of you, it's ridiculous. You've got freedom in you, you're not bound. Oh my gosh, you have hope and joy. Even if people were killing you, you can't die, you're gonna resurrect. Even if they killed you, you're gonna come right back. How much boldness can you get? Even if you kill me, I'll, hey, I'm, right, I'm, gonna, I'm coming back. Like, you're gonna see me. Wow, we have hope. Wow. You know, I do want to say this. There's a scripture uh, that Paul says. He says, the church was giving him money and giving him things. And I just really believe, I want to tie off of that sewing word that Chris was giving. He said, my God is able to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That was the context of that scripture is to a church who was sacrificing and partnering for the sake of the kingdom. And so for those people who are sacrificing and giving, I just believe that my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. And there's a few people in here that have been really feeling burdened and needy. Um, the other day I found a, a mite. Uh, a mite was kind of like a penny back in the day, in Jesus' day, a mite. And I found one in my, um, I found one in my, I had one already, but I found it in our bathroom. And I said, Melissa, look, I found this, the, a mite. And it, like the widow's mite, you know? You know, if you, if you only got a couple pennies and you give, God says you give more than the richest man in this room. You know, money, it doesn't matter how much money you give. What matters is your heart. Listen, 
We serve a God who can multiply bread and fish. You, you think a couple dollars is going to hinder his gospel? Come on. This is why pastors and churches, we never have to like twist your arm to give. God's, uh, God's going to do his work, right? But we get to be a part of it. What matters is our heart. There's a few people in here that are like, man, you know, but when I make 100K, then I'll give. Then I'll give some. When I make this much, then I'll give. If we're not faithful with little, we won't be faithful with much. And by the way, money is unrighteous mammon. So if you can't be faithful with that, how are you going to be entrusted with kingdomly things? Oh, gosh, I said that. Okay. Oh, back let's talk about Messiah. Messiah, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm going to end on representing Jesus, and I, I want to spend some time with us to pray for each other and love each other. Guys, we get to represent him in love. In love. If we go around and we just see miracles all day long, but we don't have love, the end result of that, according to Jesus, is really bad. Jesus says, there's going to be many in that day who say, Lord, Lord, have we not done these things? He says, depart from me. I don't know you, workers of iniquity. This is a church of love. This is a church who pursues love and earnestly desires the spiritual gifts. Come on. We need to be hungry for the things of God. Yeah? But our primary footing is the love of God. And the love of God fulfills the law of God. Guys, God calls us to be righteous. That doesn't mean try really hard to be good little children for him. The righteous, the Bible says in Habakkuk, the righteous shall live by faith. You got to believe something first. Believe you've died and resurrected with him and that now you're a slave of righteousness. <laughs> yeah, you might not feel like it. I'd be like, I don't know if I'm a slave of righteousness, man. You should see how I'm acting, you know. Acting like a booger at home when Ellen's looking. <laughs> yeah, some of us, some of us, you know it. Anyways, you're a slave of righteousness if you believe in Jesus. And you have to begin to believe that and then present yourself to God as that man, as that woman. And holiness, you're holy. Holiness, love is going to work through your life. This is how you walk by the Spirit. Set your mind on the Spirit, and you will walk by the Spirit. You're a new person. The flesh, the flesh, you all have flesh, right? And we say, man, I have flesh. I got some temptations. You know what the power of your flesh is versus the Spirit? There is no power of the flesh versus the Spirit. The, the, you know what the Bible says? Some of you are like, what? You don't believe me. Let's go. Let's go to the book of Romans. Some of you do. You love this stuff. I'm going to go there. Look at this, Romans 8, 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Okay, listen, you have flesh, <laughs> but you have the spirit of God. Your temptations are not a legal excuse or a reason for you to act like a booger. Do you understand? I know I treated you like junk, but I mean, I was kind of having a bad day. Like, 
okay, like, we forgive you. There's mercy. There's grace. But know something. There's no excuse. Like, come on. You don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to. We can grow up, grow up in the righteousness of God. You can grow up, grow, grow up into the full stature of Jesus. Yeah. That's a growth process for all of us. <laughs> but we get to grow, but it has to start with something. It starts with a belief, guys. But we have to represent Jesus this Christmas in love to people. And you know what? We, ha- we are empowered to do so because we believe in the blood of Jesus. Secondly, we're called to represent Jesus in the power of God. You guys know the kingdom of God is not in talk but in power. Some of you, some of you are like, man, this guy's talking too much at nine in the morning. <laughs> The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. The message of the cross is power for those who are inheriting salvation. Jesus says, wait, wait until you're endued with power from on high. The Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses. You will receive power. Power. You know, there's, there's, there's power in a hug. And then, and then there's, that's love. And then there's, there's power that's like supernatural where the lame walk and the blind see. Yeah. One time I was at a skate park and we were preaching the gospel to all these kids. And we were telling them, guys, you got to repent and believe in Jesus. And I'm not one of those bullhorn kind of people. But we were letting them know, we're all, all, the, all the young ones, they're all sitting in the, on all the seats listening to us. We're telling them all at the skate park. We said, listen, guys, Jesus is real, man. He really died for you. He really loves you. <laughs> and after we start praying for all of them, this one kid says, you know, can you pray for me? He was missing a bone in his foot, a bone in his heel, like a, a bone. He comes up. I just think it's so crazy. He comes up and we pray for him. And he's all, you know, feel something like growing in his foot. Like he's like, I felt something growing. Like, wow, this crazy walk. He starts walking in front of all these kids and he's just tripping out, completely healed. We said, wow, this is pretty crazy, bro. He says, yeah, that's crazy, dude. So that's crazy. And I remember, I remember some of the, one of the kids that was there, he was uh, a high schooler. I coach high school water polo. And uh, he was, he went to my high school. And I remember him coming, even throughout the years, he'd be like, hey, dude, that one time, that kid's foot, he'd just trip out. Man. You know, when God's power hits people, people remember it. Yeah. You know, it, it causes a ruckus. Yeah. One kid's in a wheelchair, riding out at lunch. He's got about 20 friends with him. He's going down the street at lunchtime. A couple of my friends see him, they pull over, and they go, that's one of Micah's water polo kids. They pull over, they say, hey, bro. What happened? He says, I just broke my foot, just went to the doctor's. He's got one of those removable boots. They say, wow, can we pray for you? He says, sure. They pray for him. He said, how's it feeling? They take off the cast. He says, oh, you know, it feels better. All the kids all around watching this. They pray for him again. He gets completely healed. He puts the boot in his wheelchair. This is a true story. His name's Caleb. He puts the boot in his wheelchair, wheels it back (laughs) to school. The kids are all with him, just astonished. What's God doing? The teachers start hearing about it. Word starts coming to me on the pool deck. What's going on? What's going on at this high school? And 
he goes back to the doctors like the next day. His parents obviously take him back. They're like, you know, x-rays, kid's totally healed. He's a preacher now. He's he's finishing up a biola. Anyways, I just love that. Isn't that fun? We're called to love people, and we're called to demonstrate Christ to them, and God wants to do wonderful things through us. He wants to show his glory. He wants to show his goodness to the world, his goodwill to all men, that he's a savior, he's a healer, he's a deliverer. He wants to set us all free. Amen. Can I pray for us, Father? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for Christmas. Thank you for the lights, the twinkle lights. Thank you for the presence that we get to give people. Thank you, God, that we get to imitate you and love people this season, our family members, God. Where there's broken families, I just want to agree with what's going on in this house. Lord, I just pray for healing and wholeness and restoration and reconciliation. Father, for the families that are broken. Lord, that the message of the goodness of Jesus would go forth. Lord, I pray for an outbreak of crazy miracles here, God. Just crazy stuff. Father, I I pray for just people coming in on wheelchairs, getting up and walking on out, God. Thank you for it right now, Father God. Thank you for cancer being healed in this house, God. Father, I just pray for anyone in this room with leukemia right now to be healed. Just command that leukemia to loose you right now in Jesus' name. Get off your blood cells and get out right now. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Just sense the fire of God is falling on a few people in this room right now. For those of anyone in here that might be like, what's going on right now? In the Bible, it talks about the Holy Spirit coming on us, and it says a flame of fire came upon people. I believe I just see fires coming upon certain individuals in this room. Maybe you've questioned if you've been baptized in the Spirit. Some of you are just getting blasted. I just, Lord, I just pray that you would increase your fire on those individuals right now, Lord God. Lord, I see some people in this room that you're thinking about uh, your relatives, you're thinking about your spouses right now. Um, So I just pray for that right now, God. I pray that you would bless their relationships, bless every marriage in in this room. Every marriage, God. I pray for tight knit marriages. Lord, for healing. Lord, for deliverance from sexual immoral spirits. Right now, God. Lord, we believe in your gospel. Sin shall not have dominion over this church, for we're not under the law, we're under grace. Wow. And this church is free. God, I thank you for that right now. Lord, I thank you for the families that are in this room. Father, I pray that you bless the children, give the parents anointing to teach and to love, God, and to bless. Wow. If you love Jesus, can we just give God a big amen, Jesus? You're so good. Wow. Wow. I don't know how you guys end here. We, I don't know what you do. <laughs> we, uh, we, we lay money at the preacher's feet. <laughs> just well, good thing I talked about giving. <laughs> oh, man. Can we, just, can we just honor Mike? I just thank him he's here. Come on.
You know, some churches you never get to hear the gospel preached. I feel like we get to hear it a lot. I'm really thankful for you, Micah. Um, yeah, let me, uh, how many of you guys were just blessed? Like, you, like something went in, like you just felt like, wow, God, that hearing truth is what transforms you. And sometimes you get a great man of God that kind of shares it in such a way that it just clicks for you. Just you're like, oh, I get it now. So praise the Lord. Um, yeah, why don't you stand? I think, I think, I think we're good. Uh, I think whatever's good. It feels weird almost. I feel like we're finishing early and it feels awkward, but, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> Mike is like, I'll keep going. No, it's good. Amen. Um, yeah. Can, can, we, can we just pray for everybody right now? Just put your hands out. God wants to give you a gift right now. There's, you know, he, he gives us gifts so we could be the gift. I think that was an incredible message uh, of just that you are the gift this Christmas. I want you to get out of your mindset that you are a needy son, that you're a needy daughter, that you're actually more rich and more wealthy than you've ever imagined. And, the, and God wants to prove to you through his gospel that you are not needy, you are full. And so, Father, right now, I pray you give each person a gift. Put something, just drop something in their lap, in their heart, um, just a truth. Let them know right now. Just give them a picture of the wealth that they carry. Maybe it's your family that he's richly blessed you with. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the gospel that you've just heard and you got really excited about it all of a sudden. That you are richly blessed. You are richly blessed. His word says it. That you are rich. Yeah. I want you to close your hands around that gift that you have, this gift of sonship, this gift of, of being his daughter, of being a queen, being a king. And I want, you, I want you to just put it on your lips right now and just say this. Say, say, God, I have so much to give. Say, I am a gift to give the world. Say, I am the light of the world. I am powerful. I am blessed to be a blessing. I am the gift. <laughs> I'm going to give myself away this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, Father, we just bless this whole community. We bless this family as we, as we continue to walk through this Christmas season. Oh. Father, I pray for tidings of great joy. Great joy. Can we just say great joy? Great joy. Come on, God. Great joy, Father, in the midst of stuff, in the midst of being a booger. Lord, <laughs> we can still be a blessing. We can still be full of God in the midst of, of growing in righteousness. So, Father, we love you. We bless you. Just, just, just tell them thank you, Father. We thank you what you're doing in our lives. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand. We love you, God. Hey, can we get our prayer team coming up as soon as we dismiss? We'll get the house music on. If, if, if you have, you have the, someone next to you has a prayer for you that wants to change your life, okay? So I, I encourage you to, if you got something for the person next to you, go ahead and share it with them. They want to they they know what God's speaking about them. So bless you guys. Encourage you guys to hang out, spend some time with each other. Have a great Sunday. We'll see you next week. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.